Okay, we are standing in a stairwell <laughs> at Abe and Louie's, one of Boston's premier steakhouses, to wish Hillary a happy birthday. It's my birthday! 41. It's a prime number. I guess that's the most exciting part about it. We've abandoned Dave at the table <laughs> to watch Hillary's purse and our coats. Uh, he's such a nice husband because I've been dragging him around the city for many hours and drinking. We just sent away a very friendly hostess who tried to take our picture and failed miserably. I made Bobby uh, take a shot at another bar. So happy birthday to me. Yeah, it was terrible too. It was... No, it was good. It was good. It was a birthday shot. It was delicious. Uh, so we're going to go eat a very expensive birthday dinner <laughs> and uh, probably make Dave pray for it. <laughs> Yay! Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to Hillary. Uh, see you next year. Bye. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Anne Lundholm, and this show has everything. Important health information for Meredith, lingering questions about a seminal 90s TV show, soda refill false advertising in the news, some new things for you to check out, and most importantly, a group of friends who are taking this time to live, love, and laugh together. <laughs> <laughs> My co-hosts this week have all pulled their chairs up to the table and are ready to go. From Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith, the MVH fan, Harn. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning, Anne. Are you going to live, love, or laugh? Oh, gosh. That's always a tough question. I have it on my wall so that I don't forget. Every single day I look <laughs> at it and I have to make a decision. I think today it's going to be laugh. All right. <laughs> From Buffalo, New York, Bobby Jets at her pape. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Ian. You're down to living and loving. No, Nobody told me it was an either-or proposition. <laughs> you can't take mine, so... Uh, well, I, I guess I'll live, because that means I have to stick Christy with loving. <laughs> and speaking of which, early on the West Coast from Linwood, Washington, is the nice lady, Christy Wise, who is always full of love. Good morning, Christy. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> you packed your family out of the house so you can yes. podcast uninterrupted. Yes. The dog is still here, so... Yeah, I was just going to mention that. Every time I record with you, there is a point when Buddy has an issue that he needs to bring up with you. So we'll, yes. we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll start the show today with some small talk and some feedback from you, the listeners. We'll move on to some medium talk with our topics for the week. We'll do some housekeeping to tidy up this pothouse, and we'll let you know how you can get involved with the show. Uh, I don't know if the group membership challenge is the right thing to start the small talk with, but I'm going to do it. We were talking about, well, we've had some requests. Let's go back specifically from Kalina. She wants Mike to get his movie project underway where mm -hmm. Mike and Hillary talk about A Star is Born and any other uh, movie that uh, catches their fancy and whichever one of us wants to join. And there has been some talk from the beginning about Grease 2, which is near and dear to my heart and Hillary's heart and Christy's heart. 
And Meredith's like, I've never seen any Grease movies. I mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yep. But I had I had this idea about a Facebook group membership challenge. We opened up the Facebook group. We have been so happy to see all our friends. I think almost all the names I have known that I've seen popping up right away. So um, that's great. Everybody is coming and joining us. But we thought to maybe convince some of you who are not such joiners, and believe me, I understand because I am not a joiner, and I have lurked on many a page in my life, many a group, and not wanted to join it. But we want to bring you in and make you part of the fun. And so what I was thinking was doing this group membership challenge and saying, if we get a certain number of members, as of yet unspecified, we would have a Grease 2 listening party. We'd put up some sort of poll and figure out what's the best time for the most amount of people. And then we would all watch Grease 2 together and chat about it as it's going on. And there is something on Facebook that's called Watch Party, and I looked into that. But unfortunately, it's only for Facebook videos. So I'm pretty sure that's not going to work for Grease 2. And I'm also pretty sure that we can't do like a Facebook Live where someone just aims their phone at a a TV (laughs) playing Grease 2. And we all talk about it because I, I think we might get into some trouble with Facebook over that one. Yeah, Zuckerberg's not going to let that happen. No, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, It could be as simple as that at the agreed upon time, we all press play and we all watch it. And then we just have a thread on the group where we talk about it. I was also thinking if we could get like we could record a Facebook live video of just, I don't know, a fan or a blank wall for the right amount of time. And that way, anybody who wanted to watch the movie later could play the live video along with it and so all our comments would be coming at the right time during the movie i'm pretty mm. sure i can get cupcake to just sleep for <laughs> one hour uh, 114 yeah. minutes which is the runtime of grease 2 <laughs> so just point the camera at her stationary that makes sense right yeah because mm-hmm. then when we're talking about how they're singing the song about having sex which happens like four times during the movie <laughs> then People will be getting the comments right at the right time. Yeah. 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 We're going to create a click track for our own conversation. Yes. Thank you. Exactly. (laughs) So I think it's going to be fun. Grease 2 is terrible and yet better than Grease. And if you're not, if you're a, a, you know, a strongly heterosexual man who doesn't like these girly musicals, like Frizzell, you can just look at Michelle Pfeiffer for 114 minutes a 23 year old michelle pfeiffer for almost two hours there's nothing wrong oh my god (laughs) she's so great (laughs) so um if anybody has any ideas about how to do that or wants to chip in on the planning process um how many members is the right number i tossed Hmm. out 200 i think do we know what we're at we're at, right. we're at 122 as of right now. I've got it right in front of me, which I was checking against the number of minutes in Greece too. I was hoping that they would magically be the same, but they're, they're close. <laughs> if we pull out the admins, we're actually 
122 minus... Yeah, we're really close if we pull out the admins. Okay, well, I'm not sure what that gets us, but... We're one theatrical mm. preview away from being the same number of members as minutes. <laughs> so important. 200 seems reasonable to me. Yeah, it's a good stretch. We had the, the first few days when everybody was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get in this new group, and now we're going to have a long tail off, so it's going to be a lot harder to get those last 50 than it was to get the first 150. Oh, yeah. Right. So more to come on that, I guess. I think that would be so fun. Really, we need to record Hillary singing along. Of course. <laughs> well, do you think she's going to not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. <laughs> that's going to be a voice memo for sure. <laughs> True. So we're going to get sued by ASCAP, is what you're saying? Yeah, probably. Well, it's for uh, a commentary and criticism. You could, that's oh, that's a good point. Yep. Game, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. All right. Moving on, we received a jam tracker uh, teased in previous weeks by our friend Andrea Ballard. Uh, she said, I am only a few minutes into Tishi, but want to show my support. XOXOXO. So this is the first entry on the new Tishi jam tracker. Oh, Andrea do, is do, do. one of my favorite people. I just love you, Andrea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's the best. And she's such a good friend to us. So thank you so much for that. As my massage therapist says, contributions are not expected, but always welcome. Does does she say that after every? <laughs> no, 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 no. Whispers. I just asked her. So weird. Just FYI. No, I asked her the first time I went to see her. I was, you know, how you have those things where you're like, do I leave a tip? Do I, I leave oh, it in yeah. the room? Do I give it to her? Do I? Right. How does this work? Throw and it I on was the like, bed. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna ask her. <laughs> leave it on the nightstand. <laughs> I think I did the first time. I've done that, that before, I went to too. See her. Yeah. yeah, I put it on the little side table that had the lamp on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this feels weird. Uh, my last few massages have been at Massage Envy. And when you come out, they just ask you if you want to put it on a card. And so that's mm-hmm. easy. And yeah. I, I had a pre-purchase block because we used Sam's um, flexible spending account credit or whatever to pay for like three at once. And so they ran my card just for a tip, which was nice. Oh. Just the tip? Just the tip on the card. <laughs> I can't put the tips on my flexible spending account. Right. Well, that's why, right? Because the, the massages were paid for with the flexible spending. But I didn't I, know you I could used... use that to p- get massages. I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You can get yeah. like beds and all sorts of stuff. Dang. How big is your flexible spending account if you're buying beds? Yeah, right? <laughs> like... Well, I just, one year my sister had like $2,000 in in December and they went out and bought a bunch of like medication and like bandages and sure. I was like you know you could have yeah. got a new mattress and she was like what and hey, then Casper, of course get at us all the medication went bad right because you can yeah. only keep it for a certain amount of time yep I usually if I have extra at the end of the year I'll, I'll do it up at Warby Parker and get myself a bunch of prescription sunglasses because yep. that's never anything that's that I get from the eye doctor I have that one where it rolls over with you. Oh, nice. Yeah. The HSA, HSA one? Yeah. yeah. But the Fancy. rules, I think, are different on what you can spend it on, right? Well, they are, who knows? Yep. I didn't even know you could get mattresses. I think if you can sell it to the health insurance for the FSA people, you mm-hmm. can get anything you want. You I've gotten sunscreen them. with it. That's mm-hmm. a legitimate medical expense, I think. Yep. Absolutely. 
All right. Listen, we're not just <laughs> entertainment. We're educational yes. on this podcast. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the mailbag. Uh, we got a lot of feedback from all of you on the first episode of this new project. So grateful. Uh, this wasn't in the mailbag, but I think Saul uh, commented on the Facebook group. He's a letter carrier, and he said that as he was making his route, uh, one of his customers heard him listening to us and heard us laughing and said, mm-hmm. wow, that sounds like they're having a lot of fun. And that is absolutely the truth. We were living, laughing, and loving. Yeah, once I stopped <laughs> crying, I had a lot of fun. I'm glad. <laughs> but we have a couple of emails that came in from our friend Bob Stein. I just love you, Bob. Uh, he says, a hearty congratulations on the maiden voyage. It was delightful to hear you guys banter with each other so easily and humorously. It was if I was sitting amongst a group of friends having a good time and sharing their favorite beverages, which is the point. We want everybody to feel like they're here hanging out with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bob continues, I frankly like Mike's cubism idea. Given the frou-frou-frou nature of today's coastal slash urban elites, I'm sure it would be a big hit. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if we want to give Mike that much encouragement so early, Bob. (laughs) Can't lead to anything good. Uh, I have a little bit more from Bob's email. He says, thanks for leading the duel with Carol in peace. And thanks to H-Bomb for acting on my Hillary Hamilton idea. (laughs) As if you could stop her. Uh, Sue and I saw Hamilton here in Philly in September. And we got the soundtrack from contributing to our local NPR station. Did I mention that if you look up, quote, baby boomer liberal elite, unquote, in the dictionary, our picture is there. (laughs) I cannot stop playing it in my car. If the sight and sound of a 65-year-old white guy singing, I am not throwing away my shot at the top of his lungs, (laughs) while the song is blasting on the car sound system is not a sign of the impending apocalypse, then I don't know what is. (laughs) I would love to see that. That's great. Me too. Yeah. That would be a great group karaoke, Mm -hmm. I think. Thank you, Bob. Uh, From Ted sent us a really nice note. Hey, folks, I really enjoyed your first show. It has a great beginning. I laughed through the first 20 minutes. I think it's a great introduction for new listeners. The new podcast icon that appeared in my podcatcher was quite striking. Kudos to the designer. I'm not much of an idea guy, but I will certainly let you know if I run across any cool show items. Thank you, Ted. I wanted to feature this because I think that the designer of this icon deserves some credit. Bobby, mm-hmm. this well, is your design. It, it is my design, but it's it was a group effort. We were all sort of scratching our heads, and then and you mocked something up that inspired me. And it was a you used a spectacular use of Microsoft speech bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody makes a podcast icon in Word like I do. <laughs> and I I ran with that, and then you know. I'm a I'm a liberal abuser of royalty free vector images. That certainly <laughs> helped. <laughs> so thank you, Ted. I appreciate it. I, I that's I wanted something bright and, and to represent our our many voices and I went as literal as possible with it. Does anyone want to go back and listen to our show and um figure out what happened on minute twenty one that made him stop laughing? I was about to say, what happened after the first twenty minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Look at us turning a compliment into an insult. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, that was like 20% of the show, right? More. So, I'm going 
assumed that he I'll was simply winded from laughing so much. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He had to well, stop I'm, it. I'm in charge of laughing this week, so I order more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Meredith. <laughs> and, uh, uh, another nice note from Eric. Who says, hey guys, great first show. It appeared on my feed automatically. Oh, thank God, no, Eric. God. So You're the only one. one. <laughs> uh, Eric continues, while I started listening for your old show because of its connection to TBTL, I kept listening because of the way you support each other. And you're fun, too. Glad that you kept it going. Be well. Eric from Golden Valley, formerly Eric from Minneapolis. Well, Golden Valley's right next to Minneapolis, Eric. Let's not... <laughs> It's not quibble over location, <laughs> but thank you very much. Um, so happy that that worked simply and easily and on the first time for you because it did not for me and I was stressed out about it. That pocket cast still hasn't updated. It's the only I, one. What is, I, don't I don't know what it is. I like pocket cast. I actually paid the three ninety nine for it and I am opposed to spending money on apps uh, for some reason, but yeah. um, I don't know. Jeremy and I have both gone out of our way to try to shove it through the feed and pocket casts directly. And uh, I don't know. It's just fighting back. Well, if anybody is still having trouble, please let us know. Bobby, you did come up with a direct link that once I clicked through on that, I was able to subscribe directly on the pocket cast website. So uh, anybody that's still having issues with subscribing to the new show or getting the new artwork or all the shows in there correctly, please do let us know. No. Uh, finally, in the emails from Matt, uh, last week we were, well, you guys were talking because you're all in the cult of Apple about the new mm-hmm. emojis and bitmojis and all that stuff that I don't understand and how closely it does or doesn't resemble you based on, I guess, your gender and ethnicity and so forth. And we got from Matt a comment, your discussion about the anatomical faithfulness of Bitmojis came at an opportune time. I just went to the glass room, an installation by Mozilla. I didn't know Mozilla was still around. uh, That showcases the creepy ways companies use our personal information. One of the exhibits had a camera and a big TV screen. And when you walked in front of the camera, your face would show up on the screen next to a bunch of matched facial images. Not sure where the database came from, but there they were. A bunch of dudes that supposedly matched my facial data. Except, here's the thing, none of them actually looked like me. They did look like someone else I knew, though. I dated a girl for three years in college. About a month after we broke up, she started dating this guy I knew, and eventually they got married and had babies. All those images that popped up on the screen... They looked exactly like that dude. Oh, Nick, no. I've never been more inclined to throw my phone straight into the trash. Oh. Anyway, congrats on the new podcast. Matt, you have to text me. Oh, guys, this is my brother, Matt. Text me about who this person was. Okay, her name was Melissa. I know that was the girlfriend. But do I know this guy? Is this somebody who is in your friends group? Do I know of him? Look him up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I know. They might not be friends, though. <laughs> I know. I want to know who this dude is. Tell me. Okay. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm glad that we could use this show to air out your family curiosity here. <laughs> I know. It's uh, how I communicate with my brother now. <laughs> uh, Matt, we really need to talk about dad. So if you can call me a cheer. It saves your <laughs> night and weekend minutes, right? right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
just has to wait till Monday morning <laughs> and then email back in and then wait another week. It's perfect. Um, should we do the results of last week's question of the week before we do the new question? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That makes more sense to me. Okay. So last week we had a question of the week that was, what is your beverage of choice? If you listen to the show, hopefully you know all of our choices. And Bobby, you put a poll in the Facebook group so that everybody could participate. Would you like to summarize the results for us? Yeah, certainly. But first, let me just, uh, as a result, not just the poll was interesting, but the conversation on the thread under the poll was interesting. And somewhere deep in the tertiary comments, I noted in a conversation, somebody broke down their daily routine, their morning, midday, and night drinks. And I said, I have a hang up from when I was a kid. Two things that have stuck with me. One, never call anyone before 10 a.m., which I now realize is just that my mother hated mornings. <laughs> like, I don't like mornings, but I work in a professional setting. There's nothing wrong with calling someone at, at nine if you're working in an office. No. But, mm-hmm. like, for some reason, I do not call people before 10 still. And then the other thing was that Diet Coke. I grew up on regular Coke and then Diet Coke, but soda was meant for noon and later. And to this day, (laughs) if I'm in the kitchen at like 1130 and I'm done with coffee for the morning, I'll still wait to have a Diet Coke until noon. Because for some reason, I feel like you're just not like that is that is a bridge (laughs) too far. And so it's now 1214 East. It's 1014 mountains. So let me just. That was a little anticlimactic. I was hoping for more of a. (laughs) But it's a bottle, not a can. But I just, uh, I've got a Diet Coke here. Oh, Bobby. Excellent. I feel bad for you. Well, this is the thing, Anne. As I said last week, I never thought I knew a bigger Diet Coke fan until I met you. I'm sure that you've been just mainlining it since you woke up this morning. I have. You know what cured me of any idea of appropriateness of Diet Coke was the days that I worked at the Taco John's and I would get there at 730 in the morning to fry tacos and the first thing you do is put the nozzles on the soda fountain and get that diet coke flowing sure first thing you do is you find a vein mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then I, I i tie the a tube around it and then i do i tap it the, mm-hmm. yeah like they do on tv yep and then i, I get that going and knows how drugs work <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Uh, more on that in the flu shot segment, but um, the results here. And do you have a morning drink, or do you just start the morning with a with a cold diet coke? I actually do start the morning with water. Okay, shocker! What? I do the same thing usually. I take a glass of water before my coffee. Um, I mean, I get a glass of water. I take my uh, medication and my antidepressant. If anybody cares, I take my vitamin D three, which is the only vitamin that I think is. Well, actually, my doctor prescribed that, too. And I drink that glass of water, and then I open the Diet Coke. I do the same exact thing and the same exact medicines. (laughs) I do that at night. Oh, I would never sleep Because my antidepressant makes me tired. Oh, interesting. Mm. Mine gives me a little extra pep. Hmm, I want that kind. What do you have? (laughs) Well, Butrin. It's great. That's That's what I take. Oh, well, I'm for different people, I guess. I'm not on antidepressant. I got to work on this. Well, you got to leave then. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> Meredith has the one that's just coated with PCP. Yeah, just <laughs> wake up right up first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, survey results. Um, we have uh, a lot of respondents. We left the poll open for people to add options, so that's always fun. Uh, 
I'll start sort of at the bottom with the single votes. We get Vodka Soda Splash of Cran. That's uh, Barb. Uh, Diet Fanta Warm. Ellen oh, Middaw, no. who I Ellen. thought I understood. Come on, Ellen. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> no. Tierra's got tequila. Morgan has white wine. A solo vote for white wine here. Michelle, uh, vodka, comma, with vodka. Nice. <laughs> uh, okay. Whiskey with a whiskey back actually was one of my college drinks of choice. And that, of course, was a shot of whiskey washed down with a glass of whiskey on ice. Very classy. Um, we've got That's uh, just Irish... two drinks. Why is that a thing? Why is that a single thing? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, because, you know, a lot of people would order a shot with a chaser and my chaser was more more liquor. Okay. I was classy. Uh, I was keeping Jameson in business. Irish breakfast tea with milk and sugar or sweetener, says Megan. Polar black cherry seltzer, says Bet. Orangina, says Mike. <laughs> uh, oh, God's sake. Vodka and bourbon with Diet Coke on ice. I, I hope that means either or, not both at the same time, Peter. That's vodka and bourbon. Don't mix mm. your light and dark liquors. That's weird. Uh, sorry, love you, listeners. Uh, champagne. We got a couple of champagnes. Mm. Or no, just one champagne. We got water from one person. Very responsible, Shanna. Uh, Arnold Palmer from Lisa. One Christy Wise writes 75% cherry Dr. Pepper, 25% crushed ice. Mm. I like um, that you put the recipe in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you have to get the ratios right. And the it's right true. ice. As we've yeah. I, I mean, when I, I, I have ratios for everything. Like, I'll tell Jeremy, okay, we need... I need the small glass with 20% ice, the rest water. Like, that's a night drink. Take my, to take <laughs> my <course>. medicine. <laughs> of course, that's a night drink. Yeah. <laughs> and does he have to, like, measure the cup? Okay, so this cup is 10 inches, so I need two inches of I think ice. he does. Yeah. He doesn't need to. I mean, just eyeball it. But I think he, like... Because he'll come up and say, did I get the ratio right? Um, <laughs> it melted a little. Like, what should I do? I'm like, it's fine. It's start from scratch. Right? <laughs> Take it back. I just like that we're measuring volume in inches now. <laughs> I was just thinking of a quick and dirty way to figure out 20%. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Uh, now we get to sort some more with more multiples. The Blood of My Enemies came in with That's three votes. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Coke Zero. Ugh. Coke yeah, Zero. Diet Dr. Pepper, iced coffee, more Diet Coke, which was an Ann Lundholm edition. (laughs) Uh, Black coffee, coffee with a little half and half. And then we've got the tops here. Diet Coke came in fourth. Mm. I don't understand people. Bourbon on ice came in third. So I guess I do understand people. Um, Fizzy water is our silver medalist and a runaway top choice red wine. Nice. So, yeah, red wine, fizzy water. I I did end up mentioning I voted for bourbon on ice and diet coke. You could choose more than one in here, but bourbon on ice, diet coke, and black coffee are my holy trinity, really. So I probably could have also thrown a vote on black coffee. You're all drinking the red wine because of all the studies that say it's good for you, right? Yeah, it's the heart health. Not me. <laughs> it just I makes me feel happy drunk. and warm. Yeah. <laughs> I. I can't drink it because I'm allergic to sulfates. Oh, yeah. So it makes me feel like hot garbage. But I also don't like the flavor of it. But I would be so sad if I liked it and I couldn't drink it. I would just probably do it anyway. (laughs) 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 Just push through it. You're fine. Yeah. 
I mean, like people who are lactose intolerant, but they still have to have ice cream. I mean, I have that magic medicine. It'll fix me first thing in the morning. It's fine. Right. Uh, So thank you, everybody, for your contributions. That was very entertaining. Good conversations below. We do have a a question for this week. Oh, shit. I forget who asked it. Oh, yeah, look. Thank you. You look that up while I... Well, I say what the question is, if you could sit down and have lunch with one person, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Uh, it was kind of hard, but uh, I think we all came up with somebody. Meredith, would you like to start? Sure. Mine is not funny or interesting, but I think it's the truth. I, ke- I kept coming back to, to President Obama when I was thinking about this. I think he would be a fascinating person, uh, with the caveat that he would be honest and not a politician. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Because I would mm-hmm. love to ask him, like, what are you actually thinking about right now? Like, what do you think about what's going on? Like, what is your actual real thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. about the current political landscape? I would love to know that. Like, you want to have lunch with Barry, not with Barack. Yes. Yeah. I want to have a beer with him. Maybe have some <laughs> cocaine. Oh, yeah, beer. What? That's what I meant. <laughs> He said he smokes pot. Right. <laughs> we'll have fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, his nickname in college was the Interceptor, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. He didn't pass, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Christy, what about you? Um, I also was back and forth with between Michelle and um, Barack, but if I'm honest, it would be Samin Nasrat. Do you guys know who oh. she is? Yes. Because anyone that cries over the taste of cheese is yeah. like my people. <laughs> Gosh, she's And wonderful. I bet that she would know exactly where to have lunch. Mm. So, Or she'd I, just, I just like look her. in your fridge and whip something up that was amazing. Yes. And say, uh, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> and then cry because it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who she is, she has a Netflix show, uh, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Which are actually the... The, the words written on my living room wall. <laughs> <laughs> I just bought her cookbook by the same you name. Did? And it's wonderful. It's got a lot of deep dives into the science of cooking and how it works. It's really fascinating. And then, of course, a bunch of good recipes. Cool. Yeah. I have not watched that show. Oh, it's oh, although although Netflix it. has recommended it 800 times to yeah, me. Because of it. the Great British Booking Book. Yeah. Booking. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Great British Booking Show. It's just a <laughs> history of BBC talent. I'd watch that. Yeah. Also, I think because I watched all those Phil Rosenthal. Yep. Uh, oh, those are leaving in November. Shows. So if you need to watch them. <gasps> no. Yeah, I got an email of things that are leaving in November. Oh, oh, I, I love Phil. Know. Nobody does a dorky dad joke like Phil Rosenthal. <laughs> all right. Uh, Bobby? Listener David by the way, who brought us this question. Oh, yes. Thank and you, David. David wrote on Facebook in the group that you should be a member of. Here's a question of the week. If you had a chance to sit down and have lunch with one person dead or alive, who would it be and why? My answer, and this is David speaking, is Robin Williams, simply because he was a comic genius. Gone too soon. Mm. I hope he is at peace. Yeah. Mm, so that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. But I want to have lunch with Robin Williams. Uh, again, like you said, Meredith, when he's being real, when he's yeah. not being yep. the performative Robin Williams, as he was in every like talk show appearance yeah. and everything, mm-hmm. right. because I know that wasn't the real him. That was the clown. I want to get the real Robin Williams. Also another chance for cocaine at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably a guarantee at that point. Yeah. Right. 
I go in the other direction. I want to have lunch with Robin Williams, but I want him to be Mork. Oh, like, God. <laughs> wear that suit. <laughs> Only if Mindy comes, too. I yes. like yes. her. Yeah. Me, too. Um, well, who's your person, Bobby? Well, so again, I as I was lamenting in the chat, uh, before we started, I, I wished I had a funny answer. Like I wanted it to be something outlandish and ridiculous. Um, you know, someone famous, uh, I think when I was a kid, not a kid, but when I was younger, I used to say Freddie Mercury just because I thought that would be interesting. But now that they made a lackluster movie about it, I, yeah. Um, Lester Pearson, the former, uh, Canadian prime minister, uh, who helped create the Canadian flag. Yeah. Um, but my answer is my grandfather, similarly sincere, similarly not interesting to anyone but me, but he died shortly after I was born, so we I don't have any memory of him. And it's interesting because a lot of people in my family think that he's probably the best person who was in my family, and a lot of others think he was probably the worst. Mm, uh, you have but, to make a decision. That's right, a good litmus but, test. And, yeah. and mainly, he was an only child, and he never talked a lot about his parents, so the... Um, the family history sort of stops because not a lot was passed down further back than that. So I would love to have lunch with him just to find out about a, a bit about his childhood and where his parents came from and get more of that history. So this is my, my mother's father. Um, and this was my very sincere answer. And I was pissed when I opened the run sheet because Hillary has a very similar answer. <laughs> Not your grandfather, like, though. Right, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I'd also like to have lunch with Hillary's grandfather because I'll just I'll read Hillary's. Hillary writes, my grandfather, I never met him, and I think he might have been involved in the Kennedy assassination. I have some questions. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> well, Hillary's grandfather worked for Lyndon Johnson. Right. So, so funny how yeah. that worked if, out. If it was an inside job to get Kennedy out of the way so that Johnson could ascend to the presidency... I mean, I don't know. Right. Now I have questions. I'm changing mine. We're all going to have lunch with Hillary's <laughs> grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get a table for 10 at the Grassy Knoll Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I have a very sincere one, too. Although not somebody who's a member of my family or anything. As I was thinking about this, I was trying to like expand and kind of let ideas come to me but the one that I kept coming back to that wouldn't let anybody else come in was a man called Gerald Durrell who was a naturalist a British naturalist um, was born in 1925 he was from 25 and he died in 1995 and he was a naturalist and conservationist and he, during the 40s and 50s well maybe 50s and 60s he went on a lot of animal gathering uh, expeditions into the British colonies of uh, Africa and of South America, specifically to collect endangered species, because he was so passionate about um, making sure that these animals didn't die out. He eventually started a zoo, which is, I think, the only zoo in the world that is endangered species only. Uh, on the island of Jersey off of the British coast. 
And uh, I know that zoos are in a moment like circuses where we're really questioning the treatment of animals, but he was really ahead of his time so far as the purpose of zoos and the construction of zoos. And I was looking at his Wikipedia page, his ideas about zoo, the primary purpose of a zoo should be to act as a reserve of critically endangered species, which need captive breeding in order to survive. They can serve the secondary purposes of educating people about wildlife and natural history and of educating biologists about the animals' habits. Zoos should not be run for the purposes of entertainment only and non-threatened species should be reintroduced into their natural habitats and an animal should be present in the zoo only as a last resort when all efforts to save it in the wild have failed so he was talking about this stuff in the 50s and 60s which i think is really cool just he wrote a whole bunch of books some nonfiction, some fiction anybody that watches pbs there's a series that's running right now that's called the durls in corfu which is based on books he wrote about his childhood growing up on the mediterranean island of corfu it's fictionalized but i have a bunch of his sort of travelogue animal collecting books and they're really well written and really fun and some of the colonial stuff in there is a little it's a little hanky but um but he was an interesting guy and very passionate and cared a lot and uh he had a like a not a fan club but like a conservation club for kids called the dodo group and i was a member of it <laughs> i had a Aww. like an iron-on patch for the dodo club when i was a kid Aww. So that's my long explanation of this person that nobody has ever heard of was ahead of his time. That's great. He was. It was very cool. And he did do some TV programs. So you can find those as well. He's sort of like an alternate to like David Attenborough and that kind of person. Anyway, we had one more uh, contribution for a person that, uh, one of us would like to have lunch with our friend Phyllis Fletcher, who we will talk more about in a minute for those of you who don't know P. Fletch. Uh, her answer was something that I saw it and I said, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Her answer is that she would like to have lunch with Howard Stern. And everybody who knows Phyllis knows <laughs> she's a massive Stern head. Yes. Yep. And she finds him to be really a genius at doing what he does. I have a small complaint about Phyllis's answer, though. Uh-oh. Yeah, let's get some shit started here. Now, um, <laughs> I, and I should say, by the way, we want to hear your answers, too. Uh, we'll start a thread on the Facebook, or probably not a poll, because it, it would be weird, because, you know, probably mm-hmm. unique answers, so a poll's not the appropriate, but we'll we'll throw something up in the group. Um, we want to hear your answers, too. Uh, Phyllis's bugs me, because... I I think of it's more about the premise of the question. Yes, Phyllis should have lunch with Howard Stern. But I feel like as far as sort of fantastical wish fulfillment comes with this question, you know, it's dead or alive. The odds of one of us having lunch with Barack Obama are pretty low. And the odds of us having lunch with Hillary's grandfather are significantly lower for natural reasons. <laughs> but the I feel like the odds of Phyllis having lunch with Howard Stern are marginally higher. Like... She works in media. She is uh, now the senior podcast editor at American Public Media. Congratulations, Phyllis. I I feel like 
they both work in the same industry. They know enough people like her degrees of separation from Howard Stern are probably only two or three. If we really drill down, mm -hmm. like we probably know the right people. If we greased a couple of palms, I feel like we could make this happen. So I feel like it's almost not fantastical enough or, mm. or like she's not taking full advantage of the, of the magic of anyone ever of all time. Like sure I feel she like is. We... That's her, but that's her genuine answer. She yeah. loves Howard. All right. Well, I mean, but that would be me like, well, Sam, I want to have lunch with Sam, obviously. Not but really. I'm, that's I'm, the... <laughs> I'm going to have lunch with Sam after this. It's not, she's not married to Howard Stern. That's yeah. All right. That's true. Part of it. But I just, uh, I, I, you know, I, I think she could, I, I say we give Phyllis two. I say we make the Howard Stern thing happen. We find somebody who knows somebody who knows about it. And we just make it happen. And then we let her answer again, because I feel like the Howard Stern thing is possible. If we manage to set up a meeting between her and Howard Stern, I guess she could owe us another answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's when she gets another one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm on it. <laughs> oh, well, with your stalking skills, if yeah. anybody can do it, you can, Bobby. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, let's move into what we're calling some medium talk. We've done the small talk, although some of it was kind of medium. And we'll yeah. get into our pre-planned topics for the week. And I think Meredith is going to take the lead on this first one. I'm really excited for this topic. So we thought that we would do a lady scientist corner for the new show and the idea had come to me to do something about flu shots and then it was really solidified when I was at work and I had sauntered over to the main campus to get my flu shot they were doing something called fluapalooza and which makes <laughs> I mean it could go either it's way it's either the worst thing or it's what it was supposed to be which was a vaccination festival where they were giving out who are the headlining acts at Fluapalooza? <laughs> oh, boy. Get get back at us with your ideas, guys. Yeah. Um, they were just giving people apple cider and donuts after they got their flu shot. Ooh, they give us Tootsie Pops. Mmm. I still would take a cider and donut, though. I'd take three Tootsie Pops. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get three flu shots? No, but nobody's watching the box of Tootsie Pops. Wait, I didn't know you got I'm treats for doing this. Right. Yeah, they would just it's like giving blood. They want to put a little sugar into your system afterwards, yeah. just in case. And they want to incentivize you to, to do it. Um and I'll talk about why in a minute. But I so I walked over to employee health, which is a trailer in a parking lot of the hospital. <laughs> and it was empty and I was like, hmm, I don't know. Because <laughs> the line to get to, to flu palooza was around the proverbial block it was inside the hospital but it was around several corners and I was like no I'm not going to waste my whole afternoon here and so I got in and out at employee health in 10 minutes and but while I was waiting I just checked in on Facebook at the hospital and I said have you gotten your flu shot yet and one of our dear dear friends listener Lauren outed herself a little bit and this is a redemption story so I'm not putting her on blast but she said <laughs> she was skeptical about the flu shot and she doesn't get them and so I I think this is a, a wonderful example of people keeping an open mind and being kind and sharing reliable information. And she changed her mind, you guys. She went and got her flu shot. It was That's incredible. Awesome. 
I was so proud of everybody who, so if you're not my Facebook friend, please just be my Facebook friend so you can go read that, that thread. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's like 57 comments on it now. um, And there's a lot of actually really good information in the comments because several of you listeners, also my friends chimed in with information about the flu shot. So I thought, okay, we definitely need to talk about this. And it's timely because this is flu shot season. This is prime flu shot time right now. It's the perfect time to get it. It's not too early. It's not too late. So what I want to tell you is that the flu is really dangerous and it's really dangerous even for people in, you know, their adult ages. So 18 to Mm -hmm. 64, I think is what adults are considered. Right. And Meredith, let's like make a a clarification here. When we talk about the flu, we're talking about influenza. We're not talking about the stomach flu. I think it's a real disservice that those two different things get conflated. One is just a stomach bug and you feel like shit for a few days and you barf a bunch and influenza is something that's really dangerous and you can get hospitalized and you can develop secondary problems from it and you can die from it. Yes. Have have any of you had that? I have had the flu before. Yeah. Me too. It's miserable. It's awful. It lasts a really long time. Yeah. You pray for death. Yeah, you do. So yeah. the, <laughs> the symptoms of the flu, it's it it can involve your stomach. That's kind of where some of the confusion comes in. But mostly you get a fever, chills, muscle aches, tired, like beyond belief where you can't drag yourself off the couch, you're coughing and sneezing, you're congested, you know, it's this upper respiratory thing. But it's just the accompanying muscle aches kind of are are like, oh, this is probably the flu. Um, And I always get my flu shot. But, um, you know, every once in a while, uh, the virus will get through. So it's it's a respiratory virus, and it mutates really fast, which is one of the reasons it's so dangerous. And so every year when they're coming up with the flu shot, they have to kind of sort of guess at what the virus is going to do. They don't know. And that's one of the reasons it's not a perfect vaccine. And which makes it even more important that everybody gets it because we're just reducing the spread, right? So I think this season, it's four different viruses that they're protecting us against. And it's their best guess at what what it's going to be when flu season hits, which is happening pretty soon. When people talk about, well, we had H1N1, and then there's like H1N3 and mm-hmm. H2N3, and all of those are different strains of the flu, and they can't possibly make a vaccine for all of them. So that's what you're saying, where they're just making their best guess about what's going to be out and about. Yeah, and it's not based on nothing. I mean, it is scientific, the process, mm-hmm. but it's not perfect. Um, so that is that is you know, a caveat, I will say it's not 100% um, protection. But even if you get a strain, if you're infected with a strain that isn't uh, protected by the virus, it's even been shown to reduce the length of time that you're sick, even from a different mm-hmm. virus. So I and think it it's worth getting anyway. it severe. Yes. Yeah. And the severity is where it comes in um, with, with complications and, and, you know, possible death. You know, you can get pneumonia and die. And so you're not exactly dying from the flu, but that's like saying, yeah, your heart stopped when you got shot. So you had a heart attack. Is this, is this when I make my confession? Yes. I have never, never gotten a flu shot. Neither have I. Yeah. And it's, it's for me, it's not because, uh, it's not because I think it's going to cause autism. It's not because I think it's a scam. It's not because I think it's going to make me sick because I know better. It's just that I've always gone through life thinking, well, I'm pretty healthy and uh, I, I don't have a history of getting the flu, so I'm probably fine. 
I have just always operated under that general assumption. And we've been having this discussion, getting ready for this show all week because we believe it or not, plan our show. And, uh, I, I meant to actually get a flu shot this week because I, I was, you know, thinking about it straight in the face. And even this week having thinking, no, I need to go do this. I just didn't go do it this week. I was busy and it just didn't happen. And, uh, yeah, that's a common thing. Yeah. The thing that I always tell people when this comes up is honestly, you're not really getting the flu shot for yourself. If you are a healthy person, yeah, you can get the flu. And yeah, some people do get really sick and there can be uh, additional things that arise from that. But if you are like you, Bobby, young and healthy and you know, take care of yourself pretty That's... well. Yeah. <laughs> In your Jesus year, as right. we've said, mm-hmm. uh, then even if you do get the flu, you're probably going to be fine. The real reason that we get the flu shot is to protect the community because there are people who won't be fine. There mm-hmm. are children who are too young to get the vaccination and there are people who are older and fragile and what the vaccine does is it stops people from passing it around so it's less likely to get to those people yes i i have a a good friend who is a bit crunchy and she's one of those is like well people never had flu shots before i don't need to get a flu shot oh i don't want to get a get a shot if i don't need one and her mother was in a nursing home with severe like respiratory failure and she would go every saturday to this nursing home and spend the entire day with her mother and i wanted to be like do you know how much risk you're putting your mom Oof. in by she's in a compromised state and she was her mom was really sick for a long time it's like every time you go and visit her you are taking the risk that you're passing it on to her so if you don't want to protect yourself please protect other people who can't protect themselves yes and there are there are two good reasons to not get the vaccine and one of them is that you are under six months old which i hope we don't have any listeners of that age (laughs) but you got to think about the little babies like when oj was born i had to get my flu shot before i could go see her because she was in the NICU. They don't, you know, you can't be no. passing the flu around in the NICU, for Christ's sake. Right. Um, and the other reason is that there are actual, you can have an allergic reaction to any vaccine. So if you have an allergic reaction to the flu shot, you have to rely on herd immunity and people washing their hands. Another PSA, wash your friggin' hands. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about it as much. Um, but those are the only reasons. But we need to protect those people, people who have compromised immune systems and can't get the shot or they're allergic or they're babies. So I I would really encourage you, even if you think you're young and healthy, to go and get it. Because the stats that I read from last flu season, so 17-18 flu season, there were 48.8 million people infected by the flu and 79,000 of them died. Wow. And 10,000 of those were were adults and 600 were children. That's 600 children who didn't need to die. So I think it's really, really, Mm -hmm. really important, even if it's not perfect. Even if it's not a perfect system, it's better than anything else. Um, and I did want to say for people who are afraid of needles, because Christy, you're mm-hmm. afraid of needles, right? Yeah, so, that's the reason I haven't gotten it. Yeah. So there is a flu mist, which is the, the, the spray that goes in your nose. And it is it was taken off the market for two years because it was not effective. It didn't have the right mixture. But it has been approved for this season. But the problem is that it got approved pretty late after most places had already ordered the vaccine. So it's going to be hard to find, but you can get it. They've always said that they'll only give it to kids. Well, I've tried. you can get it as a grown-up if you, well, it it might not be easy this year, but maybe next year. 
Right. And it may not be, maybe they don't like do it at the Walgreens or mm-hmm. something. Well, you, that's you the other thing to... I was going to say, Bobby, if you're in a rush, you just pop into a Walgreens real quick yeah, and well, the and pharmacist can do it. That's what I What I do. found out is a lot of places like Walgreens and Target, Target will give you a $5 gift card if you get, get it there. Like they pay you to do it. That's money in your pocket. Yeah, now I'm on board. This is the Mike Frizzell argument. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot me up with whatever you want if I'm getting a gift card. Yeah. I I think the the frustrating part here is it's a vaccine, just like we make kids get shots to go to school, which is unnecessarily controversial as well. But I think thinking about it in that mindset and thinking about herd immunity and uh, the fact it's not the, quote, flu shot, it's the flu vaccine and... Right. That's what really tipped me over the edge when we've been talking about this this week. I'm sorry that it's not going to be my revelation on the show that suddenly I'm like, <laughs> oh. But, uh, you know, I mentioned this. I, I, As I've said before, I work with a, an older person pretty closely <laughs> in my day job. And, and I sort of interact with a, a more at-risk community just by age. Um, nobody lets me around their babies, thankfully, most of the time. But I work with older people a lot. And, Nobody's that dumb. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sam looked at me last night and she said, are you sure you don't want to have kids? But she likes to say to fuck with me once in a while. And I said, you've seen me try to hold a baby. I don't even know how to like wrap my arms around. Which ends up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like, yes, I like kids because I play with them. I, I'm an uncle. I'm a grandfather type. I mm-hmm. don't make me a dad. But uh, you, you are a grandfather type in all sense yeah, of the are. word. That's true. <laughs> you don't need grandkids for that. Where there's originals are good i'm i'll stand by it they are they They are are pretty good (laughs) meredith i have a coworker who insists that the one year he got the flu shot was the year he got the flu can you address that please yeah this is a really common thing so people so there's a couple possibilities if you feel bad after you get the shot it's most likely your immune system reacting to the dead virus so you'll get and a bit of an dead. immune response. It's dead. It's dead. Yes. You cannot get the flu from the flu vaccine. It's, it's no. literally, literally impossible. impossible. People yes. coughing and sneezing after this, that's not the flu. You'll know if you have the flu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's never going to be as horrible as the flu. That imu- I, In fact, I had mine, uh, when I, whatever day it was, I, I didn't have any reaction whatsoever. I didn't feel sick even a tiny bit. Um, and my nope. arm wasn't even that sore. I was expecting it to be pretty sore. It didn't hurt at all. Like it was like nothing happened. Um, so that the immune response is one possibility. The other is a coincidence. You could get a cold at the same time. <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately that just skews people's perspectives to think that they had the flu. Um, you know, it's right. possible that you already were infected before you got your shot too. You know, you could right. have gotten the flu. So, but the flu will never, ever, ever cause you to get the flu shot. I'm sorry. The vaccine will never cause you to get the flu. And it could be that you got a strain, as Meredith was talking about, that isn't covered by the the flu vaccine. And people are like, well, if it's not going to get all the possible flu strains, then what? I'm like, well, 65% coverage is better than 0% yes. coverage. And it's, like I said, the, the reduction in the severity and the length of time that you're sick is worth it by itself, I think. Yep. So go get your flu shots, peeps. Mm-hmm. And then tell me about mm-hmm. it. 
I was at the pharmacy and the pharmacist said, have you had your flu shot yet this season? We can do it for you right now. And I very, you know, smugly said, I've already had my flu shot. And then we were talking about it and he said that they usually look to Australia because they get the, that's where the season starts for the flu. They typically get it first and then it moves to us. And he said the things that they're seeing come out out of Australia right now is that it looks like it's going to be a really, really bad season. So it always starts with the criminals. (laughs) <laughs> if you want to know more about this, I'll put my um, my sources from my research that I did for this in the comments of our Facebook page, and you can always, um, you know, uh, post a question. We'll talk. We can talk about it. Yep. Nobody's making money off the flu shot, so it's not big Are you pharma. Sure? No. Nobody. <laughs> it's not mind control. <laughs> for sure. Promise. Target's making negative five dollars on it. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's and true. It won't be in time for this flu season, but I am planning to get, have you guys ever heard of EMDR therapy? Is that a new drug? No. No. (laughs) It's a therapy (laughs) where it's used a lot for PTSD and you um, wear glasses and like flashes lights. And the theory is it's supposed to um, move something that's like a phobia or a PTSD or something from the back of your fight or flight portion of your brain to the front where you can actually like think about it and go oh well I'm not I'm not actually scared of that that's not gonna hurt me and it works a lot for certain things so I'm planning to do that about my needle phobia and also my um panic attacks when I'm in a car when it's raining which sucks to be in Seattle and have that happen Mm, hey well Uh, well, Meredith I think we have our Topic yeah. for the next lady yeah. scientist. We're going to have to look into this section. Yeah. Do we not like my segment name for this? Just the facts, ma'ams. I do like it a lot. I do like that. <laughs> That's very good. So thank you for just the facts, ma'ams. <laughs> uh, let's move on to something that is less of a live or die kind of mm-hmm. thing. We have our first field piece for the show. Uh, We mentioned our friend Phyllis Fletcher, senior editor at APM Podcasts. We all met Phyllis through the last show we covered. We can say DBTL. We don't care. We met Phyllis through, through listening to DBTL and she is smart and she is funny and she has a way of um, laying down the truth and she is one of the most awesome people that I know. And she was in town in Minneapolis this week. Well, St. Paul, technically, that's where APM is, but it's all the same. And uh, She was at the flagship for work purposes. And so she and I had dinner and we thought we should record something. So we did. And um, Phyllis has been getting into Friends, the seminal tv show (laughs) and she is always coming up with questions things that she doesn't understand and she took the the opportunity to ask me to answer a few of her questions and we were in the car driving back from dinner so my uh, google maps driving thing is talking in the background which is really irritating so i'm sorry about that but um i tried to clarify a few things and talk about my feelings about friends so I hope everybody enjoys that. We'll listen to it right now. Turn left onto New Brighton Boulevard. All right, I want to turn on to New Brighton Boulevard. Oh, that's the name of your town, right? I know. If we follow that, we'll get to my house. Oh, wow. Okay. 
Oh, a road closed ahead. Hmm. We'll see if we can turn. Ha <laughs> Turn left onto New Brighton Boulevard. Okay. Oh, so it's closed after we have to turn? Yes. All right. Okay. Well, uh, so, Anne, as you know, um, I only started watching Friends a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And feet, turn right onto Northeast Stinson Boulevard. I've had a lot of questions about it since I started watching. And um, you're one of the people I know who knows Friends the best, so... You know better? <laughs> I do. This is the highway right here. Oh, boo. You're giving them the highway. That is stupid. Okay. We're going this way, Google. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let me just check my... <laughs> I'm going to check one more thing on this before I start oh, going. Oh, okay. now it's figured It's telling me the battery is low. This sucks. This is the one thing I didn't check before I left. Of course. Ah! Oi. Well, let me see if I can at least get one question in. <laughs> so, um, so on Friends, are we supposed to like Ross? Uh, I don't know, but I don't like Ross. Why not? Take exit 22, then but, turn right onto Industrial Boulevard. Northeast. No, I'm not turning onto Industrial Boulevard. What is going on? Okay, um, I don't like Ross because he's a whining weenie. I don't know. He has terrible storylines. He's full of excuses. He, uh, there are only two times that I ever liked Ross. Once was the time when he moved the couch up the stairs, which is the pivot episode. They're trying to get the couch up the stairs and he just keeps yelling pivot. And David Schwimmer delivers that one word so perfectly. That's awesome. And then the time that he brought his leftover Thanksgiving sandwich to the museum and somebody stole it out of the fridge and ate it. And he was screaming, my sandwich! (laughs) So his genius was really Schwimmer's genius in being able to whine loudly. Yes, because Ross was very mopey and very aggrieved most of the time. Yeah. Okay, I, I I can dig that. I have similar feelings about Ross, so... That lines up with what I've observed. Um, why did none of the other friends ever go for each other other than the main two couples? Although I guess that's not true because I just learned recently, I just learned last night that at one point Joey and Rachel hooked up. They, there was an episode where they did the what ifs, like an alternate, not even alternate reality, where they, they showed how a bunch of different combinations almost happened but didn't so like Chandler almost got it on with Phoebe and Monica almost got it on with Joey and so they just they showed the things that happened that kind of foiled these potential romantic pairings okay so it just basically wasn't meant to be I could kind of see that um and I think now that you mention that, I've seen that because it's kind of like a uh, like um, flashbacky type thing, right? Yes. Yep. Exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, is Joey gay? I had never even for a second thought about that until I saw your question. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, is Phoebe secretly the smart one? 
I sure hope not, because she annoys me. Yeah. Um, and finally, my perennial question is, is Chandler a nerd or a cool guy? I think he's a nerd who wants to be a cool guy. I think he tries very hard, but his nerdiness kind of pops out for him. I mean, clearly the earlier seasons of Friends, there was a lot of gay panic around the character of Chandler. Like, he was very, very, very invested in people not thinking he was gay, or there were a lot of jokes about him doing things that were somehow gay. But it wasn't that he was gay. It was just that he was <laughs> a dork. <laughs> Sorry, dorks. <laughs> I don't mean to imply that gay people are dorks or that dorks are gay. It's just, I think they were confused at NBC back in those years about what that all really meant. Yeah, squares. <laughs> well, what else would you like to say about friends that I haven't asked you about? Oh, well, I would like to say that on the left here, we're passing my high school, Roseville Area High School. Um, what else would I like to say about friends? Friends was really stupid. But it happened at exactly the right time in my life. I think it came on when I was a senior in high school, although I didn't start watching it until I was in college. Um, everything that happens on it is dumb and not real life. But every once in a while, there would be something on there that was strangely true. Like, I remember very specifically when Chandler and Monica started dating and they had a fight. And Chandler said, oh, well, I guess we have to break up now. I'm really sorry because this has been great. And Monica goes, what are you talking about, Chandler? Why would we break up? And he's like, well, we had a fight, so we have to break up. And she says, but that's crazy. Because if you broke up every time you had a fight with somebody, oh, I get it. Yeah, I hear you, driving lady. But it was like, for that instance, I had a flash of insight about this character and why his relationships had never worked out that was like really true and really sort of poignant. And I was like, I understand something that I didn't understand about relationships now. So for all its stupidity, it had moments of realness that I liked a lot. Well, um, thanks for being my cheerleader as I learned the canon of Friends and uh, for always being willing to answer my questions. Sure. Before we go, this is not Friends related, but I would like you to tell the listeners about the drink that you had at dinner tonight. Oh, yeah. It was tequila with a giant ice cube in it made out of carrot puree. <laughs> and it was called Down the Rabbit Hole. And it was really good. It was like carrot-flavored tequila. It was crazy. So... Um, save that one for the Mike Has Ideas file for the Ice Cube restaurant. Yep. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. You guys want to know what the awesome thing about having dinner with Phyllis is? Mm hmm Is that we met at 645, and we had dinner, and we, you know, gabbed. And then I drove her back to her hotel, and as I was leaving, I looked at the time, and it was 1015. <laughs> we <Yeah>. spent three <laughs> hours... <laughs> At the restaurant, and I had absolutely no idea because we were having such a good time talking about any anything and everything. So, Phyllis so is fun. the best, and I'm sure we'll have more. You drove from her. her back to her hotel too, just like you did for me, except we didn't record it. That's true. I have to say though, Bobby, her hotel was much nicer than the one you were at. <laughs> Excuse me, you're you're insulting the Sheraton in Woodbury. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Uh, noted and deserved. I did not like it very mm -hmm. much. <laughs>
Well, you know, it's just when your work is paying for it. Wait, was your work paying for that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was paid for by work. But we were. That's because we were st- we were working down out that way in one of the suburbs down that's there. True. So, yeah. And Phyllis does work for a fancy media company. So exactly. They they got the hookups. Yeah. Random aside. Uh, speaking of that, I. I the colleague of mine from that same company I was traveling for is coming to Buffalo next week. And when she was trying to pick hotels, which I think I mentioned on the show before she was picking, mm-hmm. she kept saying, Oh, how about this one, that one? And they were all really garbagey hotels. And then she goes, Oh, how about the embassy suites downtown? And I was like, why wouldn't you lead with that? <laughs> <laughs> like if you have your choice of all of these really mediocre two-star hotels and then the embassy suites, like, wouldn't you just book the embassy suites? Yeah. <laughs> I would be very um, suspicious. Like, where's the catch here? Mm-hmm. Do I? Are there additional charges to stay at the Embassy Suites that I won't find out about? Oh well, yeah, there's, she's gonna, parking, but she's not going to have to pay for it. <laughs> like, mm. yeah, exactly. Anyway, then go for it. Exactly. <laughs> embassy Suites in Buffalo is nice. It's got like a restaurant in it, and it's right near the good coffee shops. Anyway. Well, Bobby, you brought an actual news story to us. <laughs> I did. <laughs> for for Newsnight with Tishi. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you um, tell us why it interested you and uh, get us rolling on that topic. Sure. I just have to close a pop-up ad for Lyrica that came up over it, thanks to <laughs> WGRZ.com, our local NBC affiliate <laughs> news site. God, TV news websites are the worst. Um, terrible just awful but it's the place where i happen to see this story first the headline caught my eye because it it's a it's a combination of of tishi interests it's a combination of our love of soda um mm-hmm. and our love of frugality uh the headline <laughs> reads new york man sues nbc universal over quote unlimited refills theme park cup uh after reactivating the cup and quote attempting to quench his thirst and refill his cup again is when Luis Arnaud realized the limit, according to the lawsuit. So the the short version of this story is this guy went to NBC Universal theme parks, bought a $16.99 souvenir cup that came with quote-unquote unlimited refills. It had an RFID tag on it so that you could walk up to any Coca-Cola freestyle machine, which is one of the great technological innovations of our era. Mm -hmm. And dispense as much as he wanted except he realized after he went to use it that his cup could only be refilled once every 10 minutes so six refills an hour and in his lawsuit he writes oh yes according to the lawsuit arnaud saw unlimited misrepresentations throughout the universal parks and that quote he would not have been willing to pay the sum he had paid had he known that the products did not provide unlimited refills and were mislabeled and falsely advertised the lawsuit goes on to state that he, quote, paid the above sum on the assumption he was purchasing products that would conveniently allow him to refill his cup whenever and however many times he wanted. And then he floated home. <laughs> I just I like that they are all about him being unable to quench his thirst. Right. <laughs> Attempting I mean, this to is a... quench his thirst and refill his cup again. <laughs> This is like, a t- what's he going to do? Sue them for $25 is, or whatever he ended up totally paying? Well, to be clear, the article says the lawsuit does not specify the damages, though a right. jury trial is, quote, demanded. Demanded. <laughs> well, what's he going to ask for? Like, why? <laughs> 
Well, I mean, if you start with the the soda being seventeen dollars, and then he paid the next day to use the cup again, and that's like to reactivate. That's my favorite. What happens is it goes flat, and then when you reactivate it, it reforms the shape of the oh, cup. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> if he sues for a hundred million dollars, and they counter with seventeen dollars. The the middle ground that you'll probably meet is that they have to buy him one of those freestyle machines, right? And that would be the dream come true. <gasps> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Because I love Diet Coke, but I also love the occasional Diet Barks root beer. Mm. And that's one that's hard to find, except the freestyle machines have it. So anytime I'm at a, a Wendy's or um, uh, if I'm in the Pacific Northwest, a Taco Time uh, I will I will go to the diet root beer because they have the freestyle machines. Do do these machines have um, diet cherry coke? Yes, most definitely. <gasps> okay. I'm gonna go get one right now because <laughs> um, they have all the base sodas. Then they the have the flavorings, flavor shots. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. and and they have a lot of the diet options. And because it's just a giant machine, it's a robot full of syrups, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some so. of them have weird ones like ginger ales mm-hmm. and yeah. cream sodas different um mm-hmm. our movie theater has these mm-hmm. yes mine too mm-hmm. yeah it's the best reason to go to the movies i no joke looked in to see how much one of those would cost it's like twenty thousand dollars <laughs> there are a couple of different sizes you can get yeah. the small one or the bigger one the big one is twenty thousand dollars oh my gosh diet guava seagrams please <laughs> don't get started on Seagram's Michael chime in oh, oh he's God. not here this week so I can well you never know He'll when he might appear wherever yeah. he is it's a siren call <laughs> when I was a kid I always wanted one of those soda guns like behind the counter behind the bar oh yeah and oh, I yeah. just wanted it for Diet Coke and and uh, bubble water because those are the two things that I usually go for and it's not super expensive to get that installed on your water line but then you got to get the syrup and you got to rechange carbonation. The, the carbonation cartridges and maintain it. And yeah no. exactly you got to mm-hmm. clean the lines or else they get and then grody. is it really special if you can make it whenever you want <laughs> right exactly this is the yes. same reason i don't Here's own a magic <laughs> and <I love> it. <laughs> she's like yeah of course this is why i don't own a deep fryer and you should just buy a mcdonald's franchise and then you can have all the mcdonald's coke oh. you want <laughs> i guess i should <laughs> Do you think that there would be a market in having, not a McDonald's pop-up, but like a McDonald's beverage uh, store that would just be almost like a little kiosk where you could just go in and get a, you know, a whatever McDonald's beverage for a dollar? Oh, like just like a walk-up window? Yeah. How many people just want a beverage, though? Yeah, but it's really cheap. Yeah. It's only a dollar, Meredith. Yeah. I know it's well, a big part well, of your life. Do it. <laughs> Anne goes there every day for just a beverage, I, right? I know. No, I don't. No, I don't oh. because I can't let them know how desperate I am. <laughs> it's only shame that's keeping you from going every day. <laughs> I uh-huh. would call the dollar soda any size a loss leader, except it's not because it still mm-hmm. costs, what, four cents to mm-hmm. the, the markup on it is incredible. But I think they are hoping that you're also going to buy three Big Macs and uh, eat them in your car and cry. Well, this leads nicely into the thing that I was thinking about, Bobby, for this uh, particular story, which is what a scam mm-hmm. that NBC Universal is pulling on this. I tried to figure out what the base cost of this 
fancy souvenir cup and they are fancy you know because a lot of times they have like a lid and one of those big bendy straws and they're large and I did some detective work on Amazon and it looked like there was something that might kind of fit the bill that was $349 was cost and you know you buy a pack of 12 or whatever but then I looked up to see how much uh, you have to pay for an RFID chip and you can get RFID stickers for like a buck so let's even just say $5 base cost for this cup. At $17 plus another nine for additional days? Yeah. Highway robbery. Because well, the soda costs them almost nothing. Right. No, $5 is high. Because they're buying them bajillions at a time. I mean... Right. That, the, well, you know, the, I was trying to be conservative yeah, on it. The, mm. But the, the cost curve on those things goes down so fast i mean they're they're, they could basically buy the factory that's making the cups it's nbc universal right so Mm -hmm. i mean i think that luis has a point here i agree he should be able to refill that absolutely as much as as he wants Mm -hmm. and i was trying to think of why they would put a limit on this and i was like okay well what if you went and you scanned the chip and then you quick put a different cup in there yeah yeah. And your friend filled it up and then, you know, somebody else and your brother filled it up or, or whatever. Or you bring cups from home and have your whole family have. Right. Yeah. Yep. Or those giant like 64 ounce insulated mugs that you can get at the um, gas station convenience store or something. If you were, people were really going on a free soda scam, I guess that's why you would do it. But how many people really um, are doing that? Uh, how many people can pay? Yeah. <laughs> How many people, people can are pay monsters. to go to Universal Studios and also don't want to pay for the yeah. for the well, cup? I don't well, know. because I mean it's so expensive to go there, and say you want you have a family of like four, right? And each person has to pay the what is it eighteen dollars per day, or you can bring cups from home, smuggle them in. Yeah. Um. Yep. When you when you use your Charlie card in Boston, which is the the Metro Pass, and you you have unlimited rides, you know if you have like a monthly plan, if you swipe your Charlie card to go through the kiosk, to go through the turnstile or whatever to go get on the T, you can't immediately swipe it again. And I'm sure it's that you can't like I couldn't swipe it and then hand it to Sam, and she could also swipe it to come through. There's right. like a five mm-hmm. minute freeze out to avoid that. So I'm sure that's the real intent, right? It's just so mm-hmm. that you can't just keep instantly refilling. Because theoretically, he could still go get six fills an hour, which is more than enough to put him it's, in a diabetic coma. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> wild to think about him pounding one of these in 10 minutes and then being like, another. And then <laughs> again, like... <laughs> keep him coming. Leave I the mean, bottle. maybe he's having the, like Bobby said, the... Powerade zero in between. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's he's actually just trying to drink tap water. But How it's thirsty you know. is yeah. this man. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Orlando. If he's there in the summer, it's, it's important to stay That's hydrated. Yeah. It's yeah. true. I saw a family doing this at the movies the other day. So that's why it's in my mind. Oh, like, people are dirtbags. I'm sure. Like yeah, the I'm mom sure bought a giant one and then poured it into these cups they brought from home sure. and see with my popcorn. parents we were cheap because we were poor but mm-hmm. they took us to cedar point every once in a while um famous ohio theme park and america's uh, roller coast 
Yes. It's wonderful. Um, and, uh, instead of pay, we never, I wouldn't even dream of asking for anything from a concession stand there because mm-hmm. we had a cooler in the car. So we would go mm-hmm. out to the parking lot at lunch and have sandwiches and grapes and whatever yep. cans of caffeine free diet Pepsi or whatever garbage they would buy. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. We weren't poor and we did the same thing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I thought we'd do a real news story. And that was my real news story. This week. That was a good story, buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to get mad over on all mm-hmm. counts yep. on all sides. <laughs> I'm going to open an unlimited insulin stand right next to this guy's setup. <laughs> Well, finally for today, let's do some Tishi recommends. What were we trying to call it? The next, perhaps this is the next party? Perhaps this, yeah, this week's party. Next week's party. party. Next week's week's party today? Tomorrow's party today? Yesterday's party tomorrow. (laughs) Yesterday. (laughs) Here's some stuff we think is worth checking out. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I'll start. Uh, Mine for this week is the Twitter and Instagram feed, middle class fancy. All one word. I I don't know why this delights me so much. It has what some might call the dank memes. Um, they're, <laughs> okay, some grandpa. Call. They're they're really embracing um, this set of stock images of very bland, normcore, middle aged white people, and just just leaning into it so much and the humor is so stupid but it makes me laugh first of all their logo is a riff on the chili's logo um (laughs) i just looked it up that's good they're private that's weird i have a million friends who follow them already how is this possible yeah they're very popular which is why i can add them and you know they're just uh there's a picture of a guy wearing a plaid shirt with his sleeves rolled up and a meme that says when your neighbor rick sees you washing your car and says how about you get mine next and the guy <laughs> says back, ha ha, yeah, right, Rick. Maybe when heck freezes over, you bag of shit. <laughs> just, <laughs> All right. <laughs> just uh, the overall tone of this feed makes me laugh every time I see something from them. And it's so stupid. Um, mm-hmm. They have also taken to calling Bud Light crispy boys as, oh, opposed, yeah. to, as opposed to craft. And, and Bud Light really loves them. So every time they post something about cracking open a cold crispy boy, They'll get a like from Bud Light. <laughs> it's just really funny that <laughs> that they are they're playing so well with I don't know, it just makes me laugh. So just go check out Middle Class Fancy on Twitter and Instagram. I recommend the Netflix show Breakfast, Lunch and Dinner with uh David Chang. Is it a cooking show? It's it's a eating show. So mm, there's nice. four episodes and he goes to a different part of the world with a celebrity friend and they just eat breakfast, lunch and dinner and talk about like the culture so far. I've only just watched the Seth Rogen in Vancouver, but second episode is, um, Chrissy Teigen. Oh yeah. I saw a clip. She put it on her Instagram. I think of her hanging out with him and lying down on the bench because her food was so good. (laughs) (laughs) I love her so much. So, and I love him so much. Yes. So yeah, I love it. Everyone should watch. I think he's he's interesting, but I think sometimes he's fighting fights that don't need to be fought. What do you he mean? He always by that? seems really combative to me. Hmm. Yeah, he's very like principled about things that are like why. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he'll, like, he'll he'll get a bee in his bonnet about something about you know 
what people say. And I'm like, who says this? I haven't heard this. What what fight are you fighting? Yeah. Well, it sounds like just, I mean, I've watched all his shows and then this new one. It sounds like he dealt with a lot of racism when you growing up. Mm. And I think that that's kind of like painted his worldview because that makes sense. with with Seth, they were Seth said he went to school with, you know, 80 percent Asian kids because of like what happened with the history of Vancouver and the world, basically. And he said, I never thought this stuff was weird. And David's like, oh, my gosh, that would have been so life changing if I didn't get made fun of for the food that I ate every day. Hmm. So I don't know. Everyone should watch it. Uh, Christy, when you put this on the run sheet, I didn't see the David Chang part at first. And so it just said mm-hmm. breakfast, lunch and dinner. And I thought you were just recommending <laughs> that we eat. Just that yeah. food is meals. Good. Yeah. Everyone, meals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought That's what I was going to say. I'm way ahead of you. I'm, yeah. I'm eating Stop meals. Most people have not even discovered yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you're on the East coast. So you're like two meals in to my zero. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, my recommendation this week is Claire Saffitz as a human being, but specifically her YouTube channel. Um, she works at the test kitchen for Bon Appetit and has a show called Gourmet Makes. And I think I'm behind the curve on this one because like everyone and their mother has profiled Claire so far. Um, there are tons of articles about her. Like everybody wants to know what her skincare routine is. <laughs> and she's, uh, But she's a wonderful, wonderful chef. And Gourmet Makes is where she takes kind of like junk food or snacks and makes them gourmet. And so she's done like Cheez-Its and Pringles and Twizzlers. Like she makes handmade, you know, homemade, whatever, Twizzlers, um, Sour Patch Kids. The most recent one is Ruffles. And they're just so entertaining. She's so charming. And then this guy named Brad pops in all the time and he's a goofballs and they have really good chemistry together. Um, So I have spent the weekend watching... I'm kind of mainlining all the gourmet makes episodes and I'm making bread this week, which is another thing that she does. She makes sourdough. So I've been following her recipe this week, which is why I'm making four loaves of bread today. Um, (laughs) So she's inspiring. She's wonderful. She's really funny and charming. Um, Claire Saffitz gourmet makes go watch it. I don't understand why you would want to change Pringles in any way. Well, her experiments are not always successful. Sometimes it's like, uh, the original oh. was better. <laughs> I like that. I like it when people are honest and be like, well, oh, there's a lot one. of failure. I think that's one of the reasons it's charming is because she's often like stressed out and exasperated, <laughs> but then she, uh, she always gets it to where it's like, okay, this actually works. It's the right texture. It's the right taste, you know, but, but sometimes she does say like, why is anyone spending several days making gourmet Sour Patch Kids? Is this something that we should be spending our time on? Like she wonders that out loud on the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I think that's it for Tishi this week, next party, this party for this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's move on to housekeeping. I'm not going to do the accent. Check out our website. Uh, what? Where's our merch site now, you guys? Well, the merch is still hanging out at the uh, vintage, old school, uh, littleredbandwagon.com. Okay, so littleredbandwagon.com. We still have our merch. Um, it still applies. I, I'm still using it. <laughs> it hasn't expired. No. And the only, only other thing on housekeeping this week is is um, 
send us a, a rating and review on um it's not called iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Pocket Cast, maybe if it ever works or Overcast. Um, <laughs> maybe wait on Pocket Cast. Yeah, yeah. But the the ratings and reviews really help. Um, if you like us, give us a nice review, and we'd love that. The uh, the website, by the way, is tshi.transistor.fm. That's where you'll find the feed for the show now. Tishi.transistor.fm. We got to buy a URL and point it out. Oh, wait, we did. This show has everything is where we did that. And you can get involved by going mm-hmm. to it. This show has everything.com. You can also continue to send your feedback to throwyourphone.com, which has been updated. It, it is on the old website, but it, uh, it speaks of the new website when you go there. The Facebook group, this show has everything, uh, is where you should come join the conversation. Uh, just a couple of quick security questions so that we know you're not a Russian bot when you sign up and they are answers you will know. Uh, but if you don't, uh-huh. that's okay. Just take your best guess and we'll know it's you. Show Twitter is T-Everything, T-S-H-Everything. <laughs> uh, a fatal flaw when I made that Twitter handle on the fly last week, I should have just taken the old show's Twitter handle and changed it. And I didn't do that for reasons I don't understand. So it is a new twitter handle it's a new twitter feed so if you were following the old show that's great come follow the new show at tsh everything you can email us at tshe at 10710.com you can send us a voice memo to tshe at 10710.com you can fax me and i'll share it with the others at 617-354-8513 and with that well just like the olden days christy why don't you get us out of here oh gosh uh, are we doing the see, see you next Monday at 7 a.m. <laughs> mountain time? I believe it's 4 a.m. mountain what? time. 4 a.m. mountain time. <laughs> right? Is that going to be your specific outro catchphrase, Christy? I, yeah, like we shouldn't, everyone should have their own. Okay, because I, I, I got one. Okay, do it. Until next week, shut it, Frizzell. that's a good one you mean like a whole week he has to shut it this will be the best week ever (laughs) good luck as you can see we've still got some work to do yeah (laughs) might as well go for